So, we're discussing this power that Sukkot gives us to bring the makif and pnimius. I just want to talk a little bit more about what that means before we get into the intricate discussion. Um, makif literally means to surround, pnimi means to be inside. But those terms are used to describe something which is transcendent versus something which is um, within, something which is more tangible. So in ourselves, we have a power which is makif, we have a power which is pnimi, which is a power, we have a power which is more transcendent, which is more distant from our persona, and a power which is more connected to our persona. Our power to... Um, understand things. When we, when, we, when we understand something, that understanding makes whatever it is part of our, makes it relevant to us. Makes it part of our reality. We understand something so we connect with it. If we do something because we, it makes sense to us, so it's, it's something which has become part of our reality. It makes sense to me, I do this, like uh, Dr. Bressman is uh, going to convince me one day that oatmeal in the morning is just like the thing. Um, I'm gonna be, one day I'm going to be walking around and thinking, yeah, oatmeal. Like, I can't believe people are eating this, 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 these cookies, like whatever. That's going to happen one day. Um, but right now, that's not what happens. Right now, as I look at the people of oatmeal, like what are they doing, right? So, so, so there is, there is my, my mind, and when things are in my mind, it becomes part of me. When things are, when, when I'm... You are where you think you are, right? Well, you are... Yes. Well, you want to be. That's a different yeah, concept. Where you want to be, right. Okay. All right. So, good, good point that you mentioned that, because um, when the Baal Shanta says you are where you want to be, he's not talking about... Um, he's talking about making something relevant which isn't naturally relevant. You're deciding that something's going, you're going to be somewhere when it's, you're not there yet. That's, that's the Valshanta means you are where you want to be. So it's very relevant to this idea of bringing makif and pnimius. What's something that we have that's makif? Something that we have that's above us, but it's, but it's part of us. What does makif mean? If I do something, even though it doesn't make sense to me, right? I need to bend myself to do it. I need to push myself aside to do it. I need to reject my natural feelings and say, I'm not going to follow what I want to do. I want to follow what Hashem tells me to do. So I'm not, I'm not connecting to Hashem with my me. On the contrary, I'm, I'm putting my me aside. I'm suspending my me for, for, for the sake of Him. That's just obedience. Obedience is about pushing us away my me for His sake. Okay. Then there is another concept, which is to have a muna. We discussed several times how muna is not a weak thing. People think a muna is a weak thing. I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. I still believe it. A muna is weak. That's what people think. A muna is the strongest kind of conviction there is. A muna is something which, which connects us to something, connects us to Hashem, in a way that's deeper than our connection to anything else we know of. 
our senses, things we see, things we touch, don't give us as strong of a conviction as our neshama's emuna in Hashem. Classic example that we discussed, we're in this room, and there's furniture in the room, and all of a sudden we come back to the room, and now only, only I have the key, and the furniture is not here. So I say to you, Daniel, where's the furniture? I say, I didn't take it. I say, one second, Daniel, I just want to ask you, where is the furniture? <clears throat> you say, well, Rabbi, you see it's not here. I say, yes, but I understand that it must be here. My mind says it must be here. You say, Rabbi, look, it's not here. So my mind says it's here, and your eyes say, and my eyes say, it's not here. Which is more me, my mind or my eyes? My eyes, that's right. I myself see that it's not here. The fact that I understand that it should be here is not me. My mind doesn't, doesn't um, touch me as deeply as, as my eyes. My eyes become, are, touch my very core. I myself see that it's not here. I don't say I myself understand that it should be here because my understanding isn't me. But more than that is my knowledge of my own existence. Uh, more than my power to see, however deep my power of sight touches me, more than my power of sight, what touches me, that touches me the deepest is my, or what come with the strongest kind of conviction I have in my, is my knowledge of myself, that I exist. How do I know that I, that I am here? Could I see myself to exist? No. Even if I was blind, I would still know I'm here. Because I feel myself to be here. In a similar way, how does a Jew know the Ebishter? How does a Jew know Hashem? Is because he understands. Understanding is something, okay. But understanding, understanding doesn't touch you to your core. There's something deeper. A part of your Neshama is in Ganeiden, it's in, it's in heaven. And it's seeing godliness. It's in Ganeiden, it's in heaven. And it's experiencing godliness. It's experiencing Hashem's truth. It's with other souls, and it's learning Hashem's Torah, and it's davening to Hashem. And, it, and it, it's vividly experiencing Hashem's truth. They're not davening the same way we daven over here. We have to ask the ankle, the ankle, stop talking, and shmerel, you, you took my seat in battle. Right? It doesn't happen in Ganeiden. Ganeiden, they're face to face with Hashem's truth. And no one cares over there about Makam Kavua, my set place where I dive in. <laughs> no one cares about uh, the little kids running around. They wouldn't notice. They're, 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 they're experiencing the truth of Hashem, so they see. Okay. But be, and the, that's part of my neshama. Part of my neshama sees. Fine. But more than my neshama sees, more than that, my neshama is godliness. What is a neshama? Morning of Israel. My neshama is godly. It's not that my neshama just sees godliness, as my neshama is a part of Hashem. So how does my neshama know the Abishter? My neshama knows the Abishter because my neshama is the Abishter. It's not that it knows about the Abishter through some kind of means. It knows about the Abishter because the neshama is the Abishter. You the difference? There's things you know because of something, things you know just because that's, that's, that's who you are. How do you know that you exist? Because you, 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 you feel yourself to exist. How do you know the Abishter? Because the Shem is a part of Hashem. You, you hear it with me? Rene Descartes uh, said famously, yeah. I am because I think. Well, well I'll, I'll, I'll not go hang out with him today. Let's no, hang out with the Abishter. It echoes what you have to say, you know. Right, except he was talking about, okay, whatever. The point is that in the Shema, 
if is godliness, if the neshama knows godliness. Okay. This truth that the neshama experiences is not here. Here, yeah, I have one for you. This truth, this truth that the neshama experiences is is not my natural human self. That's my identity. It's not my natural human self. My human self that gets angry and gets happy and gets sad and gets hungry and is tired and is awake. That's, this is my neshama's reality. My neshama's reality is different to my personal reality. In my human reality, my mind makes things relevant. Okay? If I understand it makes it relevant. If I don't understand it, it's not relevant. Emunah, you can't decide to have emunah. You can't decide to have emunah. Emunah is not something that you decide, oh, I'm going to have emunah. Emunah is something that you are. are you could decide to listen to your emunah. You could decide to, to channel your emunah. But emunah is something that you are. You have emunah because you're Jewish. You have emunah because you have a neshama. Your neshama is a part of Hashem, therefore neshama, your neshama knows. So you're deciding to listen to the truth instead of listening to, to your mind. That's, that's a good decision. But it's, but it's not, it doesn't start with your decision. It's not your, you, you can't make it or break it. Your amuna is there. Your knowledge of the Abishter is there. You could decide to listen to it. Your mind can't possibly contend with your, your amuna. Your amuna is stronger. Okay. So we have two different realms we're talking about. We have the realm of our, our mind and we have the realm of our amuna. And one is about ourselves, our, our, our conscious selves. And one is more about our identity, our, our, our truth. What happens on Sukkot is, is that this emunah in Hashem, it becomes part of our conscious down-to-earth self. Our emunah in Hashem becomes part of us. So let's... Let's explore the, the consequences of that kind of experience. Usually, when there's something out there that, um, that you want to you process, you want to process it because, because you, you, you want to figure it out. It's, it's important to you. It's something that affects you. Something you're curious about or something that affects you. You're using your mind... Because you want to know. So let's say you wanted to learn about the Abishter, because you wanted to know about the Abishter. Okay? You want to you you learn about the Abishter, you want to learn about Chassidus, you want to learn, learn about Hashem's truth. Why? What's motivating you to learn about Hashem's truth? Because you want to know. But there's a deeper reason why, why you want to learn about Hashem's truth. There's a deeper reason that's motivating our desire to learn about Hashem's truth. What's the deeper reason? Let's, let's look at this from 2,000 feet up. Let's look at, look at this from the way it's, it's perceived from Hashem's perspective. The Abishter gave us Seichel. He gave us intelligence. Why did he give us intelligence? What was the purpose of our intelligence? What's the purpose of that piece of salami on our shoulders? The purpose of, of, of our intelligence is that the Abishter the gave us a mitzvah. The mitzvah is to know the God of your father. Hashem gives you, gives you a mitzvah. I want you to know the God of your father. I want you to use your mind. So it's a mitzvah he gives us to use our mind. We're commanded to use our mind. Why do I want to know? God, not because I want to know. I want to know because the Abishah wants me to know. That's one level. That's, then let's go even deeper. 
why do I even have a thing that feels independent of Hashem that, that wants to know? That why is there a part of me that wants to know, that wants to understand? Where does that come from? Why does that exist? Who made that exist? The Eibishter wants that my Amuna should reach to my individuality and to my separateness and to my humanness and therefore created my mind. The Eibishter wants that my Amuna should become part of me and therefore he created a me. So the reason why I, my, why I use my, my intelligence to process and to, 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 to bring Hashem's truth into me is because that's what it was created for. The Abisha created the salami on my shoulders because he wanted his truth to shine into me. You with me or no? That's the idea of a makifem timis. Bring the makifem timis means that your mind senses that what is it there for? It's there because Hashem wants his truth to shine into you. He wants his truth to shine into your persona. That your emuna, your, you know the Abish, nothing besides Hashem. That becomes part of the way that your mind looks at things. That you, you know that your, your mind has to, has to bring Hashem's truth in, into itself. It, it resonates in your mind. Your mind res, it resonates in your mind that the purpose of the mind is that Hashem wants His truth to shine to something which feels itself to be separate. So on Sukkot, we are given the ability to, um, to connect with that. And that's what, what sitting in the Sukkot achieves. That our Amun and Hashem, our, our absolute truth that we have in our Neshama, nothing besides Hashem, that, that should become part of the way we look at things, we think about things. Not only because we want to, because it makes sense to us, because we're, we're curious, but it should become because Hashem wants us to, first of all. And second of all, because Hashem made this reality for this purpose. The previous I put it this way. He said a soldier knows the reason why he has a head is, not, is in order to aim his rifle. In a similar way, having a muna inside of us means that we know the purpose of our minds. Uh, and, we, and, we, and, we, and we want to understand because Hashem wants us to understand. And we want to understand them because that's the, 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 the function of what a mind is supposed to be used for. Okay, that was just an intro, just to, just to, to make this concept more, a little more relatable about the Mach of Themis. We can go on to continue now on the, the Mimer itself, but before we go to the Mimer itself, any, any, any questions that we just discussed? How would you spell this Makif? Makif, Pimius P-N-I-M-I-Y-U-S. Okay. So, we said yesterday that there is two parts of this verse that we're studying. The first is, Hashem tells us, sit in the sukkah for seven days. The second is, Hashem says, um, why should you do this? Because I gave the Jewish people sukkahs, I put them into sukkahs, I put them into the clouds when I took them out of Egypt. So we're trying to figure out what's going on. Hashem is telling us we should do something. We're human beings, we should do it. And why should we, us human beings do it? Because Hashem does it. If only He could do it, then, then how is He asking us to do it? So we answered is that Hashem gives us the first boost, and now we're able to do, do, it, to do it ourselves. But what exactly are we doing that requires this, this, this gift? So we just discussed, we're bringing the Eris Makifim, we're bringing the transcendent lights, or at a personal level, our faith in Hashem, the theme is inside ourselves, making it part of us. That's what we're doing. 
So in order, that, 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 that's 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 um, not possible because why is something why is a muna not in a vessel? Because it transcends vessels. It's higher than vessels. In order to bring the muna in vessels, requires a gift from Hashem. It doesn't happen organically, and that's the mitzvah that Hashem gives us, and Hashem empowers us to 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 make to to, to achieve this. Hashem gives us the ability to, to achieve this. Okay. Um, There's two other parts. Um, there's two parts to our um, sitting in the sukkah. The pasuk has two phrases. Remember yesterday, we learned two phrases. One phrase was, "All Jews should sit in the sukkah." Another, it's a commandment. Another phrase was, anyone remember? Ah, very good. Every Jewish citizen will sit in the sukkah. So one was written about all the Jewish people, and one was written about, um, and it was written in a way of a commandment. And the other was written about a citizen of the Jewish people, and it's written in a way of a story, not in a way of a commandment. So what's going on over here? What, 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 why, why is it have these two phrases? So we started talking about because there's two kinds of transcendent lights. There's a makif hakor makif Just one example of, of these two kinds of, of, of uh, transcendent things. There are things that are transcendent, but they're close to you. And things which are transcendent, which are farther from you. Let's use an example. You go into the shul, and you see Reb Chaim Peretz Bresman davening, and you see he's davening there for several hours longer than everybody else, Baruch Hashem, and you're like, what's this guy thinking? You don't know what he's thinking, but you know he's doing it. So you're inspired because you see this guy is davening, and he's davening for a long time, and it means it means something to him. You don't know why it means to him, you don't know what it, what it means to him, but you know, it definitely means a lot to him, right? That's one kind of experience. Um, okay, I won't pick on you anymore for just for today. <laughs> then there is, then there is another kind. So that's that's a makif akarif. It's 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 something which impresses you, and and you it impresses you deeply, but you don't know what it is that impresses you. You you, you know you know you know what it is that impresses you. You don't know why. You don't know why. Then there is something else. You walk into a minion. Chassidah says, when there's a minion, when ten Jews daven together, there is a shechina. The Gemara says, the shechina is there, Hashem's presence is there. So it's easier to have a thought of tshuva. It's easier to connect to Hashem when you're davening with a minion. Okay, of course, we all have our different experiences with minions. Sometimes it's easier, sometimes it's harder. I was t- some people were telling me before Shoshana and Yom Kippur that they don't like going to a minion because the chazan davens faster. And the chazan finishes, they feel pressure, they have to catch up. And so, so it's easier for them not to daven with a minion. Okay, there are all kinds of Parts of people are complex, granted. So they're all kinds, they're all parts of the experience of davening with a minion, and and there are parts that make it easier, parts that make it harder. Okay, putting that aside, the actual light of Hashem that shines in a minion also touches your neshama, it tickles your neshama, and makes your neshama want to come closer to Hashem, makes your neshama connect to Hashem in a more vivid way. You have no idea what caused that. Or it's, it's not like when you're watching someone who inspires you, Davin, you know what caused it. You know what happened. You see there's something there, you just don't know what it is. But you know, but you see, you know, you know you're seeing something. When you walk into a minion, you don't see anything. You don't even, you, you can't put your finger on it. I'm not talking about when you come into a beautiful minion like we had in Yom Kippur with the whole shul's Davin together and singing together and it's like, it's like, a, it's, like it's, 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 it's a, the Philharmonic uh, Orchestra of Yidin diving together and the inspiration. It's powerful. Yeah. I'm talking about there are ten Jews in some corner of the room 
and, 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 and you don't even see who's there because some people are behind the mechitza and whatever. And yet, there's a minion, there's ten Jews davening there, and therefore it touches your neshama, therefore it tickles your neshama. It's not, you don't know what it is. I'm not talking about the, the it's, it's something otherworldly that's here. There's a godly light that's here. That's called makaf harachik. It's this, it's very distant. It's a transcendent light that's very distant. A transcendent light that's closer is something that you, you see what's, it's, it's, it's touching you, you just don't know exactly what it is. Something, then there's a higher, higher kind of, kind of makif, which is farther. So minion is an example of that. That there is, there are other um, kinds of experiences which are, which are makif harachik, but let's suffice for that for now. So, the nisham is called ezrach. Yesterday I mentioned one reason why the neshama, the essence of the soul, soul yeah, the essence of the neshama is called ezrach. Why is it called ezrach? Ezrach means citizen. I said because the word ezrach means I will shine. The neshama will shine when the Mashiach will come. The essence of the soul, when Mashiach will come, will, will, will be our identity, will, will shine, will, will, will fill our whole reality in ourselves. We will be the essence of our neshama. Yechida, the Rebbe said that even today we should walk around and realize when we're going somewhere, our yechida, our deepest self is there. Mashiach comes, we don't, have to, we don't have to realize it because it's, it'll be in, in front of our eyes. It will shine. So the Ezrach, the deepest part of the Neshama, it, it, is, um, it sits in a sukkah. It doesn't need to be told to sit in a sukkah because the essence of the soul is one with Hashem. It doesn't need to be connect to Hashem because it naturally basks in Hashem's transcendent light. It doesn't need to be told to. In fact, the word Ezrach means citizen, as opposed to a guest, as opposed to a visitor, as opposed to a stranger. The essence of the soul precedes creation. The essence of the soul is one with Hashem. So it, it always, it all, it, the Neshama, unlike um, a resident is someone who, who feels like, I belong here. So to the essence of the Neshama, is something that existed before creation. It's not something which is new. The Shema is called, one of the names of the Neshama is Eitan. Eitan means old. Shema always was. It existed before creation. The Shema is at home with being in the essence, of, in, in, in this transcendent light, this Makaf this very transcendent light. Then there is um, the Neshama in the body. For the Neshama in the body, for the soul which is, which is in, in our body, the godliness and its reality are, are distinct. It connects to Hashem to doing something. Therefore, it needs to be told, go sit in the sukkah. Go sit in the sukkah and get into the makif. Go do something to connect. The essence in the Shama, the Torah says, Ezach, we saw the citizen part of the Neshama. That part of the Neshama is, is, is at home in the, in the makif arachik. It's at home in this transcendent light. In this very transcendent light. But the soul, which is in the body, needs to be told, go sit in a sukkah. You follow? Okay, yeah. Yeah, so, good. We're talking about the godly soul that has to be In the godly soul, yeah, even the godly soul. The part of the godly soul, which is in the body, still needs to do something to connect to Hashem. As opposed to the essence of the soul is one. Um, okay, very good, Daniel. You're, you're bringing us back home. So, I started off saying that bring the Muna Bipthemius is bring Makkah Bipthemius. And the question is, are, when the Rebbe is talking about the Makkah is he talking about a Muna? So, 
Um, not entirely. Not entirely. Makav Epimis, I bring our moon inside of ourselves as one expression of Makav Epimis. But there, is, there are other expressions. There are other, there, this godly light, this infinite light of Hashem is an actual godly light. It's an actual infinite light of Hashem. It's not, our amuna for ourselves is, is transcendent, it's infinite. But there are other things which are infinite. In other words, let's say it this way. The light of Hashem in creation, that animates creation, it's a machzedek rights, you don't need a muna to know about it. It's, it's obvious, there's, there's, there's the, the world, how's the world get here? There must be a godly energy that created it. The godliness which is beyond creation, that's already requires a muna because it's 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 uh, higher than creation because it, our mind doesn't doesn't bring us to it. The idea of of, of bringing the makif bepthemius means that I am able to internalize this truth of Hashem, which is beyond creation, and it makes sense to me as a human being. But then there's an even higher light that I'm not connecting with. Once I've brought one light into myself, and that light makes sense to me. There's still a higher light which I haven't connected to yet. And it goes on. So there's, there's a symbiotic movement over here. You bring one makif emptimius, and there's another higher makif that you haven't gotten to yet. We're talking about the essence of the neshama in the makif arachik, in, the, um, in this very transcendent light. Um, where's the location of this transcendent light? What level are we talking about? We didn't get into it yet. Maybe we'll get into it later. All right, I'll stop here. Hazaka Baruch. Great, everyone. And uh, yeah, Machayim.